Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Monday, February the 26th. And welcome to our commentary. Back on the saddle, took a few days off there uh, to do some family things, but uh, back on back on the saddle today. Well, I think the big story, and I just want to touch a little bit on this, the big story uh, across the country today is the killing of that young woman at the University of Georgia. Uh, I guess it happened over the weekend, and it was a brutal killing by the accounts that uh, we have. The problem here is that the alleged killer, the man who's been arrested for this uh, for this horrible killing, is an illegal immigrant. And that's bad enough as it is. But when you realize that this man came into the country September 2022 and had several problems. Uh, he'd been arrested in in New York, uh, I guess recently also in Georgia, I believe for shoplifting. I think that's the story. But the bottom line is that this is a man who should have been turned over to ICE at some point. And if you're in the country illegally and you get arrested, normally you're supposed to you know, call ICE on the phone and have them come over and take uh, custody of the person. That did not happen. And it didn't happen because New York City is a sanctuary city. And apparently where this happened in Georgia, that county in Georgia where this happened is also a sanctuary city. So this is, again, you know, the, you know, we can talk about illegal immigration all we want, and that's a big, a big problem. But I think the bigger problem here is sanctuary cities and the fact that these, these cities are becoming inhabited by people who commit crimes and never get referred to ICE. And I think that, to me, is the scandal. Why was this man never deported. I mean, especially after he had been detained uh, a couple of times. So there's a lot of people who have a lot of explaining to do, a lot of explaining to do, because this is a very bad story. The killing of a young woman made possible, really, by the sanctuary city policies of New York and this particular county in Georgia. And that, to me, is a scandal. And somebody, somebody's got to stand up and take the blame for this. Maybe the secretary of uh, Mallorcas will explain uh, to all of us uh, how this happened. Maybe the authorities in New York City will explain to us uh, how they released this man, how he was never turned over to ICE. That is a real scandal. I mean, that is why we have an organization called ICE, to apprehend people like this and to process them. But if they don't know that the people are there because they're not turned over by by the local authorities, then you know, how are you protecting the citizens in those areas if you're not letting ICE know that you have someone with a tendency to commit crimes? It is absolutely unbelievable. A beautiful young woman, I think 22, 23 years old, is dead because of a beast like this who was out, uh, I guess, free. Should have never, should have never been allowed to get to Georgia. Should have been turned over to ICE the first minute. He committed a crime, but you know they don't do that in New York. It's a sanctuary city up in New York. That's uh, that's the shame of all of this. Well, we had a primary on Saturday night in South Carolina. It looks like uh, Donald Trump had a very big night, winning 60-40, which in politics, that's a big landslide. The real question is, what happens to Nikki Haley now, and what exactly is she hanging around for? I mean, there is no path to the nomination for her. I mean, I can understand if, if uh, the election was close and they were both competing, but that's not the case at all. There is no path to the nomination. So what exactly 
is she hanging around for? Now, her argument is, well, a lot of people don't like Trump. A lot of people don't like Biden. Okay, that's that's true. I mean, some of the polls will say that the American people would rather have a different choice. And if that's the case, then she should bail out of the Republican Party and run as an independent, because that's the only way that she will be a choice uh, in the fall. She's not going to be a choice uh, as a Republican. She may be a choice uh, as an independent, and you know that's her right uh, to do that. But I think Nikki Haley is overestimating her value uh, to Republican delegates. I think the idea that she's going to hang around, and if something happens to Donald Trump, she's going to be a factor at the convention. I mean, I said this a few days ago. I don't see that, and I see it even less now after the South Carolina primary. So I think it's time for Nikki Haley to tell us what she really wants. And if she wants to be an independent, then good luck to her. But stop uh, running around in Republican primaries when you're not doing anything to win the Republican nomination. And at the same time, all you're doing, frankly, is is uh, serving as a, uh, as a surrogate uh, for, uh, for Joe Biden and the Democrats. So get out of the way, Nikki. If you want to be an independent, go right ahead. But uh, if you want to be a Republican, get out of the way and let the party uh, let the party move uh, forward. I, I don't know what else what else to say about Nikki Haley. Well, I've got a post uh, over at the American Thinker Monday morning talking about what is happening in Cancun, Mexico. Cancun, Mexico, of course, a very popular destination for American tourists and, frankly, tourists from all over the world who go to Cancun. It's a beautiful place, beautiful beach, uh, one of the most uh, beautiful resorts in the world. Where here recently, they've had some cartel infighting, one cartel fighting another. And some of this fighting, of course, has occurred in public view. So that if you're a tourist, uh, you can see it for yourself. And the Mexican government is naturally very concerned about this because they know just how fragile the tourism industry is and if all of a sudden Americans are saying, no, I'm not going to go to uh, to Cancun because I don't want to be in the middle of a shootout, well, that, that would have a tremendous impact on uh, on the Mexican economy. I think that the, the overall tourism numbers are in the billions, as they should be. Mexico is a beautiful country, which I think uh, many people want to see. But this kind of problem at, at Cancun is not a problem that helps uh, the Mexican economy in any way whatsoever. Now, the Mexican government has always had a policy of, you know, sort of, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about the problem. It'll go away. But it's not going away. And I think it's uh, it's time for the Mexican government maybe to protect these resorts a little bit better. I mean, they have a lot of police officers and a lot of military people actually hanging around with machine guns protecting the beaches. But the problem with that, as I post uh, in my article, the problem with that is, did you want to go to a beach where you got people with machine guns there uh, protecting you? Is that the kind of, uh, you know, getaway, if you will, that you want to be a part of? So it, it's it's a very bad problem for Mexico. And I, I don't know, honestly, how they're going to fix it other than maybe uh, taking a very strong stand against uh, the cartels and making sure that the resorts are at least protected so that the business of tourism is not uh, impacted. But, you know, people are also saying that this is a change of strategy on the part of the cartels, that maybe the cartels have finally decided to go into the resorts. Well, if that's the case, that's very bad news, very bad news for uh, for the Mexican government. 
I've got a post uh, coming out uh, Tuesday morning about this reporter from Political. Maybe you saw the video. Maybe you saw the the clip where she was uh, saying that people who believe that our rights are come from the creator, you know, exactly the words of the Declaration of Independence, that our rights come from the creator and not from, from government, that people who believe that are not regular Christians, that they are now Christian nationalists. I guess that's the new, the new word going around, white supremacist, racist. The new one is uh, Christian nationalist, that you are a Christian nationalist if you believe that our rights come from the creator. Well, this young lady uh, from the, from the, her first name is Heidi. I can't quite remember her last name, but she's a political reporter. Uh, she may want to read the, the Declaration of Independence and maybe take a few classes in American history because that whole idea that our rights come from the creator, that is at the essence of the American identity. That's not something that was invented by the right wing or by the MAGA people. That's something that has been has come down through almost 260 whatever years since the Declaration of Independence uh, was written. So I don't know this lady. Her name is Heidi. I can't think of her last name. I don't know exactly what she was thinking. But I, I hope that a lot of people at uh, Political, where she works, maybe give her a copy of the, of, of the Declaration of Independence and maybe they should show her uh, this uh, film that came out many years ago, the John Adams film, where they talk about what happened at that, at that convention when they drafted the Declaration of Independence. Maybe, maybe this lady ought to take that movie or watch that movie and maybe learn a little bit about what exactly the American uh, story is, because it doesn't sound to me like she does. When somebody says that uh, real Christians do not believe that your rights are come from the creator, that that's only Christian nationalists who believe that. Uh, that lady, uh, as I say in my post, uh, she obviously missed uh, the Thomas Jefferson chapter in American history. She missed it big time. She ought to go back and, and retake uh, that class. Well, on this day in history, we remember a couple of our favorites uh, from the 1950s. Johnny Cash. Uh, actually, I think Johnny Cash went into the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, but he started in the, in the 50s with Elvis and all those guys back then. But Johnny Cash was born on this day in 1932. He passed away in 2001, one of the great performers uh, of the last 50 or 60 years. And the other one, Fats Domino, who was born on this day in 1928, he was one of the most entertaining performers. I mean, his songs, you know, I Found My Thrill and Blueberry Hill, one of the, one of the great rock songs of all time. And uh, Fats Domino, what a character he was. What a great performer. He was born on this day in 1928 and passed away in 2017. So he had a long life, Mr. Fats Animo, Donimo, Domino. Sorry about that. Well, have a great day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later.